ladies, it's been like a month, maybe a little longer. Holy shit. <laughs> it's no, been a minute. It's, it's been forever. <laughs> what has been going on this month? A lot. A lot. <laughs> okay, let's just make it easy and say what hasn't gone on. Oh. <laughs> um, hmm. A lot has happened. And, you know, we're about to get into it. So <laughs> stay tuned, everybody. Welcome to the weekly show about art, politics, and pop culture from a phenomenally female perspective. I'm Sarah. I'm Shantae. I'm Eliane, and this is Unapologetically She. gosh welcome back to another episode (laughs) of unapologetically she we are back people we we took a unplanned but i think very needed hiatus um we have been busy we have been busy ladies i mean (laughs) what have y'all been up to in the last few weeks let's um dina just turned nine Oh, happy birthday, Dina. And also, uh, it was just recently, not too long ago, we're still in tour season, right? We are still in tour season. Shantae's birthday just passed a couple weeks ago, Yo. right? Maybe two, three weeks ago. It's almost three three weeks on Friday. It'll be three weeks Friday. Yes. Happy yeah. belated birthday to Shantae and happy birthday to Dina. And um, I-, I feel like our previous co-hosts were also tourists. It was Katie's Kate. birthday. Mm-hmm. And Lauren yeah. Ashley's is, it just passed. I yeah. Think. Mm-hmm. Or it's soon. It's something like that. It, but, it, I think it just yeah. passed. Yeah. But exciting news about Lauren Ashley. She got engaged. So I was congratulations just, I was to Lauren gonna, Ashley. I was just going to bring that up. Yo. That's amazing. Don't, don't and you too. I was just going to say, don't we have other... <gasps> I got engaged over spring break. (laughs) So it's been a crazy whirlwind. Um, Nobody ever told me how busy you get and how many things you have to do once you get engaged. And I was like, oh, man, nobody fucking warned me about this. (laughs) But it's beautiful. It's like a it's a happy busy, you know, so it's been good. It's been good. It's been good. Ooh, those those are a lot of celebrations. Yay. Much needed good news. Absolutely. <laughs> because in the time we've been away, there's been plenty of not so great news that, you know, we can focus on. But it's nice to start off <laughs> with the good. Yeah. So Also, new job. Yes, Shantae got a new job. How are you feeling? How do you like it so far? I love my job. I'm I'm a talent coordinator. I mean, I'm back in kind of like back in HR. Yeah. Like I'm full HR because I've done some HR before. 
So I'm back in it because I was in development world for quite some time. Then I went to like admin, almost like executive admin assistant to a program um, vice president. And you see, sometimes your own don't even treat you well. And oh. so now I am, you know, working as a talent coordinator. I've still got a lot of learning to do because I'm like, okay, I haven't been in this world a long time, but some words kept triggering back to me. So like, it's, it's good. Besides the fact that my sister was sick, but she's feeling better. You know, oh, she was sick on my birthday. So it was just mm. like, yeah. A little damper on. That on was a little damper. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? There's always next year. I had, it took me a while to get over it because I was so mad. So, but, you know, like not just at her, but like just in general. But I went to go see Shantae Moore. I know I was supposed to go. And, you know, I had some godmother duties that I needed to attend to unplanned um but you know I she's some... your height is <laughs> she she's a shorty like me <laughs> she's little and tiny she's almost 60 though but she's little wow she looks good though damn 60 and her mm -hmm. son was there he looks like Kenny Latin more even though they went through a bad divorce isn't that the way it always goes <laughs> but her Ooh, husband's like, like the vice president of like BET some some shit. So, like, she upgraded. She went from Kenny Latin Moore to a vice, a senior vice president. And there you go. Cheers to the upgrade. <laughs> and speaking of cheers, um, our drink of the week. So, if you guys want to, you know, make this drink and sip with us, um, it's something that we wanted to share with you actually a few weeks ago, but we couldn't. It's the Inditini. And this was suggested by a listener. Um, so thank you very much, the Cranky Buddhist, <laughs> for the Inditini suggestion. And we are making that drink with vodka, mango juice, seltzer, and an orange twist. So cheers to all the indictments. Um, it, was in, know, it was inspired. It was inspired yes, by his. It was inspired by his because... Russian vodka. <laughs> <laughs> Garnished with a small mushroom. So there you go. <laughs> At least he's not making up drinks like Sarah. Sarah just mixed fucking liquor with all other liquor. She's like, I listen, if he's doing his job. All. What do you if think I what, what do you think I did with the drink of the week this time? I was in my car on the way home going, wait a minute, this sounds good. You're like, yep, we're gonna we're gonna put a twist on the inditini. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you to the cranky Buddhist for that suggestion. And if you guys want to pause, make the drink, and then come on right back and sip with us. So let's just get into a little bit of burning questions and this is kind of timely because, you know, there's a big premiere in the next couple of weeks of the next great big Disney movie. And I'm calling it now. It's going to be a monster fucking hit. Mm -hmm. um, the Little Mermaid comes out May 26th. So in honor of that, what which, is your... Yeah. Sorry, I was going to say, which Dina is counting down the days for because she has a day off of school. She's like, when's my next day it. off? I was like, May 26th. She's like, that comes out. So See? She's, See? she's counting the days. Dina, I am also counting down the days. I've had <laughs> that day on my calendar for months now. I'm going with my sister to see the movie. So we've been having a sister date 
count down for a while now and and it's almost here so in honor of the upcoming little mermaid i'd like to ask you both who is your all-time favorite disney character maleficent oh like the old old school old school maleficent not not the new one i mean (laughs) she's okay she's okay but no give me old school maleficent yeah, she's a bad looking bitch too. Like she is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Maleficent got that style. <laughs> what about those, you, Shante? Those perfectly arched eyebrows. Uh, yes, and the the yes, the horns. It, it's all, it works. It's between Snow White and Sleeping and Sleeping Beauty. Oh, you're a classic Disney classic. Classic Disney. This new Disney for me, I'm just like, huh. <laughs> when they took over like the Marvels and the Star Wars, I'm just like listen, I'm a little bit biased because I'm obsessed with what they've done with both Marvel and Star Wars. <laughs> I'm super into those movies, but I do love a classic Disney movie. And not the I feel not like, the series, not the series yeah. of, of the Star Wars, but mm. the movies I'm mm. pissed off with. Like yeah. the last three trilogies. Yeah. Oof. Let's not anger the fanboys too much. <laughs> but the last three trilogies sucked. I don't they, care. They weren't great. They weren't great. They weren't. As a child who grew up watching Star Wars with her father and her sisters, <laughs> not a fan. <laughs> oh, man. For me, I'm going to go 90s Disney, which is my all time favorite Disney era. My favorite has to be Belle. From Beauty and the Beast. It's my favorite. That's, my That's a good choice. Yeah. I love her. She loves to read. I just, I love her. She's a spunky bitch. A little bit of Stockholm Syndrome, but we'll forgive that. It's not her fault. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I just feel sad for Angela Lansbury, who was like, well, she was the candle or the teapot? The teacup. She was Mrs. She was Mrs. Potts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was the teacup. She was, the she was one of my favorites in, 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 in the movie. She's awesome. Mm-hmm. She killed that role. Absolutely. Absolutely. So thank you for answering my burning question. Now we're going <laughs> to head on right into our shot and chaser. Sarah, take us away. All right. So we have, I assume, some really good shot and sh- shots and chasers this week, considering so much has happened. But if y'all are just joining us for the first time, our shot and chasers chaser segment is where we each bring up a topic that none of us knows about beforehand um and we bring that up to discuss and our chaser is where we give our immediate feedback so we will get started with Ilian. so because i the 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 soon to be (laughs) the soon to be mrs clifton Hmm. Ooh, future Mrs. Clifton. That sounds so <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, so because I knew that there's a lot going on this week. And before we get into a lot of that, which is kind of, it, some of it can be negative. Some of it's really positive outcomes about negative things. Yeah. So I just want to focus for this couple of minutes on the women 
who are having a great freaking week this week. <laughs> In spite of the fuck boy and asshole men who was trying to put them through some shit. So here is to the ladies, okay? So I'm going to start off with Megan Thee Stallion is having a great week. And you know why? Because a judge upheld Tory Lane's conviction um, in her shooting. He was trying to get his conviction thrown out or try to get a new trial, and he was denied. So cheers to Megan, because instead of focusing on his stupid ass, I'd like to focus on you, Queen. You are having a great week, and you've been looking freaking amazing lately oh, um uh la roche and you styling together is just everything so just keep it up honey keep it up you are doing it another woman who's having a, quite a few great weeks despite public humiliation now this is someone from a reality show that i know shantae and sarah do not watch but i know our listeners know what i'm talking about i'm talking about scandal and ariana maddox who publicly found out that her live-in long-term boyfriend of about a decade was having a months-long affair with her best friend. And she found this out publicly, and it's been talked about just relentlessly in the media. But let me tell you, her revenge tour is on and popping. She has since shot a Lifetime movie. <laughs> she has shot an ad campaign for Bloomingdale's. She went to the White House Correspondents' Dinner. Um, she is having a fucking great uh, revenge tour. So here, here, enough of the talking about his stupid ass. Cheers to Ariana having a great revenge tour. And on to Halle Bailey, who is doing the press tour and the premiere for the upcoming release of The Little Mermaid. Um, she's having a great week. Haters, be damned. She is looking fantastic. Have you? Did you guys see the dress that she wore to the premiere? I mean, it looked like liquid metal just poured all over. She looks amazing. The clips that have come out, her voice just sounds amazing singing the songs this looks like it's gonna be like i said before a hit so cheers to hallie bailey and to end the women who are having a great week list <laughs> e jean carroll okay you are having the fucking best week ever despite something absolutely terrible um that she went through but finally her voice was heard she was believed and her attacker, which I'm not even going to name right now because this is about her, was found liable of, you know, sexually abusing her and defaming her name. And she got a cool five plus million dollars in damages on top of it. So to the ladies who are having a great week despite it all, cheers to you. I mean, what else could be said after that? <laughs> shout out Here's to the to original. The shout out to the original Ariel giving Hallie praise and defending mm -hmm. her too, mm -hmm. and Absolutely. defending her. That's called an ally. That's a sisterhood right there. 
that and they were together on the red carpet at the premiere and they were so cute together my mm -hmm. gosh my two Ariels. Mm. yeah so i wanted to start off positive let's celebrate the ladies yeah <clears throat> what do you got shante okay normally i will have like you know today's you know the indictments of you know another indictment and conviction of the bomb from jamaica estates also i think it's East <laughs> elmhurst it's too many bums from Queens. I miss Bill Maher, him. Now Cuomo. Um, Santos. Technically, he ain't from Queens, but he represents Queens. Unfortunately, he represents. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So his ass too. But I would like to focus on the birther. And I'm not talking about the bum from East Elmhurst, Jamaica States. I'm talking about the birther who worked for Pence then worked for Donald Trump as his White House communications director or assistant. I don't know what her role was. Now, a co-host on The View. Ladies and gentlemen, Alyssa Farrah Morgan. Born in 1989, right? Looked like she was born in 1982, but I digress. So oh, anyhow, yeah. um, <laughs> her view, her view, right? It, something stuck out to me. You know, she's a hater of the vice president not surprising you know she said a lot of things like well yeah she's done specifically like vice president done a lot Sonny already told you Sonny already told you what it was but what stuck out to me a few weeks ago when joy asked her so who would you vote for if you didn't like any of the candidates i will specifically write in um chris sununo now i did my research on chris sununo you know He's supposed to be like, what, 48? He look like he's pushing like 60. You know, that's what happens when you age like sour milk, you do all bad shit. Mm. Uh, the governor for New Hampshire, the Republican governor of New Hampshire, say like he's the middle of the road guy. If he's the middle of the road guy, why he's signing anti-abortion bills? Why is he signing extremist shit? Okay? Why is he not like passing certain bills to help the people in New Hampshire? New Hampshire ain't got that much money. Anything past Massachusetts is fairly white. And I'm pretty sure they're fairly poor, too. Because a lot of people from New Hampshire pretty much are not from New Hampshire. Some of them don't even work in New Hampshire. They find work in Massachusetts, Connecticut. Because there's really no job opportunities in New Hampshire, nor Vermont, and nor Maine. Because I used to go to school in Massachusetts. And a lot of people that used to Work in Massachusetts, we're either from New Hampshire or Vermont, Rhode Island, or they're from Connecticut or New York. So, pretty much like Chris Anunu ain't your dude. Chris Anunu got a history. He's just as radical as the people in his party. The difference is he just dressed it up nicely. So, to the birther. And I'm calling her a birther because her dad was a birth. Her dad is a birther. He was a proponent of the birther movement, and um, she worked for him. So technically, she's a birther too, for the site. I mean, the birther, first of all, you know, is just an example of how people like her can write in candidates and doesn't affect them if you know if we have a terrible president. But it affects myself. It affects Eliane. And somewhat to the degree, it affects Sarah because Sarah's part of the LGBTQ plus community. 
So her community is under assault. So to the birther, you know, you are, you're a fucked up individual. I don't like you. I don't even like you on the view. You get on my nerves. You know, you may not be Megan McCain, but you're just as bad as Megan McCain. I mean, you actually worked for the birther, another birther besides your dad. You worked for two birthers. So, ladies, do you have anything to say about this birther? Only that, only that I'm shocked to shit. I Well, I should be shocked to shit that The View hired her, but I'm kind of not because they like yeah. to throw these far-right hosts in there. And mm -hmm. and then they wonder why people are pissed off all the time. But, you know, it's that money, yeah. the ratings. Yeah. It's like they're trolling us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Every time one leaves, they replace them with another like carbon copy of just like the antagonistic, like conservative chick. It's so boring already. I'm, I mean, I know I know people like the view, but as far as I'm concerned, the view is part mm -hmm. of the fucking problem. Like you had Elizabeth Hasselback, mm -hmm. and you had what was it, Candace Cameron? And then oh there was she like on there? Yeah, she was on it for a brief minute. And then yeah, you had that yeah. other lady that was like an independent, but then a conservative. And then you had Jedediah, who's an anti-vaxxer. Mm -hmm. And then you had, you know, Miss High Cholesterol herself. And then now you have the birther. So, like, it's just get worse. Yeah, it's time to, I don't know, they need to, they need to revamp or Pull the fucking plug. Do something. Do something. I don't know. Change up the format. Some something. Because I'm getting bored a bit. <laughs> mm hmm. Mm hmm. Right. So, <clears throat> kind of piggybacking off of a few of the things that Shantae mentioned. My topic this week is kind of like an all-encompassing, encompassing type of thing. But I want to talk about the things that are happening in state legislatures. Um, as we all know, um, Tennessee representatives, Justin Jones, Justin Pearson were forced out of their seats by the state, the state house's speaker for show, daring to show up and protest with uh, gun, gun right, like gun control advocates. They've both been reinstated, um, but they still have to have special elections to be reelected to the districts that they already represent. Um, Montana Representative Zoe Zephyr being forced out of office by that state's assembly speaker or house speaker um, for advocating for her community and her constituents. She is a transgender representative, the only one in the state legislature. And the speaker silenced her. Um, of course, and then we are looking at the indictment of Trump. We're looking at the case with Eugene Carroll, where he was found liable for sec uh, for sexual abuse and forcible touching. We're looking at George Santos being indicted on 13 criminal counts. We're looking at all of this anti-LGBTQIA legislation coming across all of these red states with anti-drag bills, you know, um, preventing trans kids from receiving any care, any medical care. 
um, states like Ohio rolling back child labor laws where children as young as 13 can work. Voter suppression tactics across all of these states targeting mostly black and brown people. We're looking at new conservative state Supreme Courts like in North Carolina, where they overruled the state's gerrymandering laws, but now it's a conservative court and now they're rolling those back saying gerrymandering is okay. Um, not to mention everything going on in fucking Florida. You know, we've got abortion health care they're trying to ban. 50% of Republican women support abortion bans. So half of Republican women. Meanwhile, over 80% of the American public support abortion health care. So not to mention the gun laws with all these mass killings, yet another fucking mass killing in Allen, Texas at a fucking mall. It's ridiculous. All of these things, all of these things, and I see so many white women online saying that they're angry about all of these things, yet more of us voted for Republicans in 2020 than we did in 2016. So I want to use this portion to say, white women, all of you out there who look like me, if you are claiming that you are angry about these things, but you are still voting for the people doing it in your state, you're fucking doing it wrong. If you're pissed off about it, even if you agree with some of them on fiscal issues, don't fucking vote for them. Vote for the fucking Democrat. We can discuss fiscal, we can discuss policy, we can discuss budgets in the state, what have you. But if you actually want to see any changes on any of these issues, then you need to fucking stop voting for the Republicans. Put your vote where your anger is. Yeah, I just, yes, I second all of that. I just also think that at least half of the people saying they're mad about this aren't actually mad about it. Mm -hmm. They're just saying they are. Secretly, they support this shit because they know they'll be okay because usually they have more economic resources, what have you, that should they ever actually need this type of health care, they think they'll be okay anyway. They'll figure out a way. And they don't really give a shit about the people who can't figure it out. So I, I do think that about half of that half, <laughs> right, is actually angry. Mm -hmm. And it, they're annoying because you should have fucking listened when we tried to warn you about this, right? And, le and let's but, be honest, that yeah. half of the half that are actually mad are only yeah. mad because now it's their babies getting shot down. Right. It's And it's affecting them directly, not because it affects the community at large. So I don't know. I don't know. I feel like some of the people saying they're mad aren't being honest because they'll go into that voting booth and they'll vote their truth every fucking time. It's like what happened in Uvalde. They were so exactly. angry about what yep. happened at Rob Elementary School and then Uvalde went to Abbott. Yep. yep. So that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> what about you, Shante? You got anything to add? 
you know, every time when I say something, I'm I'm a fucking race baiter. And it's not that I'm a race baiter. It's just the fact that, like, you know, if black people, it's not that many of me because I'm I'm always reminded it's not that many black people. If it's not that many black people, you know, and if it's a lot of you, why y'all keep voting for shit that affects other communities? Like, why? You see the Republican Party don't care about nobody but themselves. Mm-hmm. And these are people that live in the middle of the country. And the southern part of the country, and y'all keep voting for this shit. And what I get mad about with my people, especially some of them are younger than me, it's like, what are we voting for? Why are we voting for Democrats? Well, you're voting for Democrats, obviously, because if it wasn't for Democrats, you wouldn't got shot in your motherfucking arms. You wouldn't have got the American Rescue Plan, which lifted 50% of children out of poverty. And the 50% of children in poverty is kids of color. It, it, yeah, you. Yes, yes. Um, let's see. Um, infrastructure, Jobs Act, possibly canceling all our student loans. And I think some student loans were canceled the last time I checked. And um, and it's going to be more canceled. The, uh, unfortunately, you got Republican AGs. That's why it's important to vote in every election because it matters because you got Republican AGs from other states. And the one that's leading the charge is the one in Nebraska trying to get everybody to pay their fucking loans. I'm like, uh, yeah, no. Mm-hmm. So... This is why I get on the majority. The majority doesn't mean all. The majority is 50% to at least 70% of white women keep voting for these motherfuckers. And you're not voting because your husband told you. You got a mind of your own. You know what the mm-hmm. fuck you're doing. Mm-hmm. You're voting for them because you know you don't want to see other people get a leg up. Other people don't want welfare. You think we want fucking welfare? I don't, I'm not even on it. My mom never even got food stamps. Hello. Even when she was freaking, you know, pregnant with us, they gave her a hard time getting wick. Most of the people on welfare are white. Thank you. Thank you. And but you know that's the stigma that Reagan put on us. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what Reagan did in 1980 to you know, when he did his campaign in the 80s, majority is still affecting us today. It's the reason why white men are still on top and why it's hard for people of color, especially women of color, to get to where they're at. Why we can't get the dollar amount because we're more qualified than them. And we're the, and black women are the highest educated women. Under us is Hispanic women. We're the highest educated. Most you're of us here. got masters and, and, and PhDs and still can't get a can't get the pay that we want. So I don't want to go or over... the pay that or the pay that you deserve. Right. Thank you. And so I don't want to keep going over Elian, but like you know, at this point, you know, I I want to have faith in a whole bunch of white women, but it's like I think in the back of my mind, like you're gonna do some fuck shit. Yep. And I, mean, I, and I agree. We only go on the track record so far, so. Yeah, we have a shitty track record. And it's like, I'm not saying that we can't pick off some white women to vote for Democrats in the 2024 elections. But I think at this point, I wouldn't, I mean, I obviously would not put all the eggs in the basket on that. But it's like, yeah, try to switch them over. But at the same time, we've really got to work to get out the vote on non-voting people and younger voters. That's where we've got to focus it because my demographic 
can't be trusted with shit. So on that note, Miss Shantae, <laughs> why don't you bring us into our bitch <laughs> So to as we're in the closing, close to close to the closing of our show, uh, we have our nominees for bitch ass and badass of the week. So those who are just tuning in, our bitch ass and badass of the week nominates who has just been a pain in the ass and who has just been a rock star. And so we all each on the show have our nominees. And so the polls will be out right after the show. So you can vote for them and have your vote and your vote will, and the votes will be posted on our social media platforms. So for bitch ass of the week, my nominee starting off is with Robert uh, Fitzgerald Kennedy Jr. You know, the Kennedy reject child. The anti-vaxxer child. <laughs> the embarrassment of Robert Kennedy Sr.'s legacy. Robert Kennedy. Yep. Robert Kennedy was the junior senator here in New York State back in 1964 to 1968. He was assassinated when he uh, ran for president, which if he was alive, they said he would have won. And we would have went through the shit that we went through in the 70s. But I digress. So the fact that the Kennedy family is a institutional Democratic family, blue dog Democrat, and will vote for the nominee, even if they like them or not, they will vote for them. And the fact that RFK is doing this shit, you're embarrassing your mom who's 95 years old. God bless Ethel. She is still alive, unmarried, still alive. And you're an embarrassment to your nephew who was serving in Congress. So yeah, agreed. You're a whole bitch ass. <laughs> and I know the next one is um we said her before, but she's forever going to be a bitch ass on our. I list. know. <laughs> and it's Marianne Deborah Williamson and Eliane. <laughs> explain why? Because I hate the bitch too. Yes, I call her a bitch. She will not stop running her mouth about our vice president as if she can even reach like the level of her ankles okay that's how below her you are bitch like there's a saying in spanish no me llega ni a los tobillos like she don't even reach my ankles that's how beneath me you are okay and that's all i gotta say keep her name out your mouth keep her name out your mouth fucking uh moon dust smoking biatch like cut it out I just needed to go crazy. play with her crystals and keep yeah, our just, vice president's name out yeah. her motherfucking mouth. Yes. 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 Play with your crystals because nobody wants to feel your aura, as Kareem Jean Pierre said. Nope. <laughs> that was still awesome. That still makes me chuckle. I should post that video tonight. I can't feel her aura. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was cute. So um, we have Matt. Oh God, I'm gonna Matt Riker. Okay. Matt Riker. He is the speaker of the Montana House who ejected Zoe Zephyr and fuck him for that forever. He is a bitch ass. Wow. Bitch ass. <laughs> Sarah got a mask on, and I'm telling you, she looked like a serial killer. I'm sorry. Look like she's about to yo. <laughs> I do not because I have my cute little bear ear headband. That 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 <laughs> makes it cute. Skincare is important. <laughs> exactly. 
And you know what's so funny? Chris Sununu can get some skincare tips because Sarah's only two years younger than him, or what is it, three years younger than him, and her skin is tight. Here, here. Skincare matters. So next up for our badass of the week, of course, we got Melissa, also known as Missy Elliott, you know, the queen, who got inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And Hell yeah. The first remove, female rapper. Yes. Yeah, please remove the pop singer because she's not a pop singer. She is not a pop singer. Mm -mm. Not at all. Blasphemy. <laughs> I feel like I kicking people that. on the knees when everybody, like, no. She is hip-hop and rap, but she writes songs for R&B artists. I love there it. There you go. She's a queen. And then we have, I'm going to botch this name up. It's Anak Yai. Anokiai is a model who literally almost made me have a heart attack when I saw her walk onto the Met Gala red carpet. She looked, I mean, she literally looked like a goddess from the heavens. Her skin looked like it was glistening, like she had an aura. <laughs> like she had an aura. There was this like a light around her. This is me Googling right now. Anok Yai. Guys, she looked bomb. Like, oh, goddamn. I mean, beautiful. Holy so shit. So I just love the, just the regalness with which she just slayed the Met Gala mm. red carpet. So that is my badass nominee. I'm looking, I'm looking at the picture right week. now and I'm like, wow. Yeah, she left me breathless. And to round out the nominees, Sarah, who is your nominee for Badass of the Week? Montana State Representative Zoe Zephyr. Here, she, here. Is, she is a badass. She went through, I mean, she's she kept speaking on behalf of the trans community, on behalf of her constituents. And I've read today that yesterday she proposed to her girlfriend during a queer prom event. I saw that. Oh my God, another engagement. It's engagement season. So, yes. All Yay. kinds of badassery going on with Zoe Zephyr. All right. So I am so sorry, everyone. My mom called. <laughs> I love her dearly. Uh, I thought it was an emergency because she scared me. So, all righty. So, to rename the bitch asses and badasses of the week, starting with the bitch ass, we have RFK Jr., Marianne Williamson, and Matt Ranger, Ranger, Riger, Riger, Riger. And then for badass, we got Missy Elliott, Anak Yai, and Zoe Zephyr. All right. So, you so guys those calls will be up. That's right. Mm -hmm. And on that note, Saranara to you all. Just make sure that you follow us on our socials. It's at the T H E Joyful She on our Facebook, Instagram, Spottle, and Twitter. And TikTok. And TikTok. Yeah. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Thank you guys for Deuces. being here with us. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Unapologetically She. I'm Sarah. I'm Shantae. I'm Eliane. You can find us on all social media platforms at the T-H-E-E -E, Joyful She. 
And it's because of listeners like you that we are able to share our thoughts on current events. Please support us on Patreon at The Joyful She. We'll see you online.